Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Izziel, founder of Soul Language, and this is Ask and Answered by Soul, the podcast that's dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to lis- listen and utilize your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions so you can understand that you're not alone on this journey and that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take take away a practice that you can do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. And today I'm talking with Maggie Mills, how to get started writing that book. Let me tell you a little bit about Maggie. She's been published worldwide, yet more than likely you've never heard of her. That's because she's a ghostwriter. Maggie has spent her decades long career happily behind the scenes, making other people look good in print and online. She's combined her years in advertising and marketing business with her time spent in publishing to weave words into pictures and make sinners sound like saints. Her clients include lawyers, preachers, bikers, educators, athletes, ad agencies, cybersecurity sleuths, and Wall Street wizards. If it requires word, Maggie writes it. She produces creative content for books, TV, and radio scripts, email campaigns, ads, collateral, and websites. She can help you write your book in one of three ways, writing, editing, editing, and one-on-one author coaching. Winner of the MACPA Award for Featured Writer and the Spark Award for Blog Writing, Maggie shares her knowledge and continues to hone her skills by serving on the board of directors for her local chapter, the American Marketing Association, as president, director of MarCom, and currently as director of, an, of nonprofit outreach. Welcome, Maggie. Hi there. I'm exhausted just listening to that. I know. When people read my bio too, I'm like, well, I got to shorten that. That's really like, that makes me sound I, so I great. I know. I thought, did I send you the whole thing or just tell you to edit it yourself? I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to edit the world's your words, Maggie, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about one, like, A, how do people know that there's a book inside them? And then B, once they decide that there is, what do they do from there? Ah, I love this. If you have ever been watching an interview or reading a book or chatting with a friend about something that's happened in your life and you say to yourself or even out loud, well, I could write a book. Well, then yeah, you should pursue it. Yes. I think almost all of us have a book in us. And we stop ourselves or we listen to the voices of other people and let them stop us. Or we say, I'm too busy. We don't take ourselves seriously, but we all have a story to tell. And more importantly, someone else will benefit from your story. Yeah. I I love what you're saying, but you're not saying. So I'm going to say it. Everyone has a story to tell. That doesn't mean that you have to write that story, right? So often people have this great story and um, they're great when it comes out, but when it they have to hit the page, they kind of lock up, right? And then they're like, oh, what do I say? What do I do? And then it comes out like, oh my God, Dick and Jane go ride a bike kind of thing. So what is the, like, how do they know if they're su- supposed to, in quotes, write it? Or it's someone else's uh, 
opportunity to write that book? Um, that that has to do with being honest with yourself and being good at time management and stepping away from the ego a little bit. It's your, it's still your story because it's your life. I think a lot of people are afraid to work with collaborators or get help from an editor or a ghostwriter because they, they feel like, well, if somebody else wrote it, it's not mine. No, it's, it's still yours. And, and people who, um, especially business people who've gotten the correct coaching or instruction and, and have figured out, I can't do it all myself. I need to farm out some of this. Uh, we'll realize you can do that with your writing as well to, to get a little help. The ideas are still there and people um, I'm going beyond. We'll probably pick up what else I was going to say later on, but yes, just look at yourself and be honest you know, would some, would some help move this forward? Right. You know, and also I think that, you know, you might have a book and you, you might not like to write, you know, like there's some people that just don't like to cook. And I think so often people kind of judge themselves because they don't want to write or they don't like to write. And that also stops them from taking that book to the next level. Do you feel the same way? Oh, absolutely. I see people get so bogged down and intimidated by the mechanics of it. The thing to do is to remember it's knowledge. It's a story. It, you know, you, you drive a car, but, right. but you don't know how to assemble it or no. work on it or no. these days <laughs> even change the oil. But that doesn't stop you from driving the car and getting from one place to another. You're, you're counting on other people for the technology. And the same is true with writing a book or writing anything that people need to produce for their careers. Um, yeah, a lot of people have a block and thank goodness they do because it keeps me employed. I love that. So, <laughs> you know, one of the questions that I ask everyone is what has your soul shared with you throughout your journey? So what has your soul shared with you throughout your journey? Ooh. That's deep. <laughs> I'm I'm really a pretty superficial person. Oh, um, you are not. Don't listen <laughs> to her, everyone. I've talked to Maggie before. She did not. Well, you know what? I I don't. Okay, I look at this kind of from the opposite side. It's like I think my mortal experiences are informing my soul, and I am my soul. So I'm living those stories. I don't feel like I'm outside of that soul that would be telling me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm articulating that well. No, I get it. I mean, my, <laughs> my, my, me and my soul are one. So I hear these leadings or these questions or, you know, mm-hmm. like these kind of evolutionary kind of things. But what you're saying is, hey, you're doing your human thing. And that's providing me with soul information to your soul. And then there's this connection that goes back and forth. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Maybe it's more like recognizing what my soul is learning. Is that a way to I love that. So what has your soul been learning? (laughs) I knew I was going to ask that. Come on. Um, Oh my gosh. My soul is learning that this is all about little tiny 
moments. And that's where our joy is. Mm. That's where our contributions are. And I, I came to that, like so many of us through pain and suffering. <laughs> um, I lost my partner due to a motorcycle accident, oh, which so in itself was painful. But because I wasn't with him on the day that he had his accident and we had just returned from a multi thousand mile trip and I rode with him all the time, you know, I didn't have survivor's guilt. I didn't feel bad because I was alive. Mm. Um, but I did say, okay, universe, you took him and not me. There must be a reason. And so in, in, the midst of grief, we spend a lot of soul searching time and asking questions, you know, what should I be doing? Is there a big message for my life? Is there a big thing I'm supposed to be doing? And I just got super, super quiet. Mm. And I asked myself, well, what are you good at? Okay, well, I'm not going to cure cancer. I'm not going to start a multi-million person nonprofit organization to change the world. And I, I just started thinking in terms of, well, I'm really perky. And <laughs> I like to make the people around me happy. And if I see like the checkout person in the grocery store and she's grumpy, I just love saying something to lift her up. And, and so I finally realized that we can make contributions one person, one moment at a time. I love that. So you're really helping people make those contributions. I hope so. <laughs> I love that. I so, work with that. <laughs> so how do people get in touch with you? How do they get more of your I wanted to be a smart aleck, but let me try to be real. Um, my smart aleck just comes out. Um, I like it. I I'm so sorry. I apologize. Oh, I don't, don't apologize. I get it. Oh, okay. Um, people email me. Or, you know, friends recommend me and uh, all my work is through referral, which I just love, uh, which means, you know, I haven't beat somebody into submission about hiring me. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I, I get emails saying, hey, can you work on this project or would you talk to me about it and give me an idea if it's worth pursuing? Okay, so they should email you. Yeah, is it all right to give that out? Yes, please. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's Maggie at MaggieMills.com. M-H-E-I-E-M-I-L-L-S. Yay. And what is the one thing that you want people to remember from our conversation today? Have some faith in yourself and give it a chance. What's the worst that can happen? You don't publish, right? You know, you're already not published. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> you know, writing a book is a huge evolutionary process. And it's really important that people understand and you understand and heal from the story that you need to tell. Oh my goodness. Every single book I, I collaborate on, whether editing or ghostwriting or anything like that, 
if it's a business book, if it's a memoir, whatever, every single book, I see my authors learning about themselves, going through wonderful therapy-like moments of realization every time they sit down to work on a book. They're learning about themselves. Love that. Woo! So my last question is, if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? Perky. (laughs) I love that. It would be yellow with a fun typeface and it would just say perky. (laughs) I love it. Amazing. Well, Maggie, I want to thank you so much for your time together today and for all of your perkiness and all of your wisdom that you provided with us today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I love chatting with you. Thanks everyone. You've been listening to ask and answer by soul. And of course I'm Jennifer Rizzio. The ask and answer by soul podcast is dedicated to helping you understand that your soul is the answer. If you're interested in learning more about the answers of your soul, you can secure your free sacred practice tool at soullanguage.us forward slash sacred practice. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community, leave a comment or review or contact me directly. But most importantly, contact these amazing guests because they have so much good information and I know you'll be amazed and happy for it. Okay, everyone. Bye for now. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys.